Well, I think that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. So as someone who's telling a story, do you think people should believe you? Well, I'd want them to, you know, right? I mean, why would somebody make something like that up? You are now listening to Fallen Hour Radio. So anytime I hear a ghost story or any story that has to do with paranormal, I'm always kind of half skeptical. Right. Um, You know, just especially the ones that are kind of really over the top or sound too crazy to be real. I'm always kind of like half skeptical at first. As you should be. Yeah, as you should be. A healthy skeptic, I guess you can call it. Um, Until I really think about you know, some of the stories or experiences I've had. Um, and when I think about that, this story comes to mind. Uh, so well, I think that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. So as someone who's telling a story, do you think people should believe you? Well, I'd want them to, you know, right. Like, I mean, why would somebody make something like that up? You know, like what are they gaining out of that? Except maybe the risk of looking crazy. You know, right. it's everybody. And, you know, this is one of the stories that I've never really told because it's just really out there. But the thing that kind of helps is that there was four people that experienced this thing. Right. And that's what kind of makes me feel a lot better about telling this. So because I'm not the only one that experienced it. Right. So this story happens, um, my senior year of high school, uh, before school started, you know, like it was during that summer, um, growing up in the town that we did, it was really small and there was nothing much to do. So we just basically cruise around, you know, cars or motorcycles and stuff like that. And we'd cruise around all day, you know, night and day. And on this night, we were on motorcycles right. and it was me and my brother and, uh, the people that are with us, I'm going to change the names of them. Um, we'll say it's Tina and Shauna, you know? Okay. So we were driving around and it was actually pretty late at night. I'd say it was maybe around 1130, almost midnight. And we were driving around Crow Agency, Montana. Mm-hmm. And if anybody knows what Crojans in Montana is, it's the teepee capital of the world where we grew up right. on a reservation. And, you know, that place is kind of really known for a lot of crazy paranormal stories and just all kinds of crazy stuff happening there. Like people lo- talk about them by locals. Yeah, by locals. Um, a lot of these stories people don't really actually come out and talk about just with each other, you know, like down there, local people. But I kind of thought maybe we should start telling these stories. Right. Now, this story in particular might get some backlash because of the stuff that happened and the things that I might say. 
as we're famous for. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're known <laughs> for, you know, sometimes getting that kind of feedback, but right. you know, the majority of them actually ask for it, especially locals, you know, asking us to tell these kind of stories. So this one is probably one of the craziest. Um, so it was the summer before my senior year and we were cruising around on motorcycles and it was around 1130 midnight and, uh, Tina was on the back of my bike and Shauna was on the back of Els, our older brother. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, we kind of drive around together, you know, a lot. And sometimes we'd split up and drive around, go our own ways, but we'd always meet up again. And I remember he went one way and I went another. We were kind of driving around for a bit and we went to go find them, you know, thought maybe we'll just go meet up with them, see where they're at. And we ended up going through the fairgrounds where they have, you know, crow fair and powwows and all that kind of stuff. And at nighttime, you know, it's always kind of creepy when none of that stuff's there, when it's completely empty. Right. And, uh, we used to kind of drive through there really slow at night, you know, kind of creep each other out and stuff. Um, and it was a little creepier because we were on a motorcycle and you kind of feel more vulnerable, you know, cause Cause you're out in the open. Right. Yeah. So me and her went driving through there to find them. And the way this, um, the fairgrounds are set up, it's almost like a labyrinth of roads and dirt roads that just kind of circle around and intertwine with each other. But you'd probably get lost if you yeah, if from- you don't, if you're not from there, you kind of like take the wrong road. It'll bring you around. You might circle back to where you came from. And yeah. sometimes, you know, you might be able to get lost if you're not from here because there's a lot of entrances and exits. And, uh, we were driving through here and it was like dead, you know, dead in town. There's no, not really many people out and we were the only ones driving through there and it was just, you know, silent. The only thing you can hear is basically my motorcycle. Right. We were driving through there and it was dark, man. It was a dark night. Like the stars or anything didn't even light up the ground. Like all I could see was what my headlights lit up and we were coming around one of the bends and through the trees on the other side of this road, um, we saw something glowing and we thought maybe that's, you know, maybe that's L, you know, maybe that's his headlight and him mm-hmm. and, you know, our friend. So we drive around this bend and we see what looks like a teepee in the middle of the, the fairgrounds during a time where there shouldn't be any. Right. There's absolutely nobody there, no camps, no nothing. And nobody leaves their teepees there. Nobody leaves them up. The second, like these, you know, the fair or any kind of powwow happens, as soon as they're done, everybody just strips everything down, packs up and leaves. Right. So there's nothing there. We come around this bend and I remember her telling me it looks like a teepee, you know, like lit up. So we come around this bend and we see a teepee, but the teepee's literally on fire. Wow. It's burning. And uh, we kind of pull up. We we kept our distance. You know, I slowed up, and it was just strange seeing that. Like, what the hell is going on? You know, we looked around, and we didn't see anybody there. It was just us right. and this teepee that was burning. And I was going to drive by it, 
but she stopped me, you know, she was creeped out and she said, no, I don't want to go this way. You know, let's turn around and go back. So I turned my bike around and I, you know, drove out of there pretty fast because I started getting creeped out too, like thinking <laughs> right. about it. You know, I drove out of there pretty quickly and, um, we went to the park and thought, well, we'll just wait here. You Which know? isn't too far from the fairgrounds. Yeah. It's not that far. And it's a small place, you know, it's just a lot of back roads and, you know, that kind of stuff. So we sat at the park waiting, just trying to basically fathom what we just saw. You know, we thought it was really strange. Um, and finally coming out of the same road that we came out of was our older brother and our friend. Um, and she, you know, had this look on her face, like she was just kind of like, Oh my God, you know, like she had something to tell us and he pulls up and he just, both of them are talking at the same time, you know, <laughs> they're both talking at the same time. We couldn't really like, you know, what, what the hell happened? We we're trying to tell them what happened to us. Right. And what they saw was probably creepier than what we saw. I was strange. We told them that we went through the fairgrounds trying to find them and we saw this teepee burning, you know? in the middle of, you know, all these trees and fields. And they just looked at each other and they said that they were coming through one of the other entrances and which there's many. Yeah, there's many. And this entrance comes down and to the right, it's a big kind of open spot, you know, like all the trees are cut down right there, but there's trees surrounding it. Right. And there's, it's a campsite. And they said when they came driving down that road, his headlights hit just right and they thought they saw somebody creeping out of the trees coming out of this this clearing right and they said it was a native american in regalia and he had a bow and he had an arrow right and he came creeping up and he said he kind of slowed up to look you know and they said that this person drew his bow like he was going to, sh you know, shoot at him. Right. He drew his bow and, you know, um, Shauna, she started you know, kind of screaming and telling him, go, you know, get the hell out of here. And so, you know, he guns it out of there. And he said that he just sees his arms going like this, pulling back. Oh, Like he's shooting. At them. Right. And he just hears, you know, war hooping and that kind of stuff, you know, like oh, what they scary. do when they're taunting you and, you know, their war crying, trying, trying to intimidate you and scare right. you. This is what they do, you know? And I'm sure there's like other meanings behind that, you know, why, why, um, you know, they do that, you know, all these warriors do that, mm -hmm. but that's what they were hearing. You know, if you hear this in the middle of the night where there's supposed to be nobody around that would, you know, scare the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, he, he tells us about this and, and, me and my brother and they were like, let's go back in there. You want, I want to see, I want to show them this where we saw this TV burning and you know, the girls, they're kind of like freaking out. They're like, no, we don't want to go in there, you know, especially on the bikes. And so we tell them, well, would you feel better if we get in the car? And they said, well, you know, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go in a car, you know, we'll feel a lot safer being inside a car. So we ended up jumping in, uh, one of my dad's cars and you know, my dad, he had, <laughs> you know, badass cars numerous. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. So he had like trans Ams and Camaros and Mustangs, uh, Buick Wildcat Mustangs and they had cars like that. So we jump in the Camaro and we start driving through there and, um, we go through one of the other entrances and we're driving slow 
and we rolled the windows down, you know, seeing if we can hear anything. And we're kind of creeping through there and they drove, they drove us to where they saw this, um, this native American that was, you know, war whooping at him and, you know, shooting arrows. Right. And, uh, you know, they told us, you know, exactly what happened and everything. And, and, uh, there was nothing there when we were there though. So we went to go show them where we saw this teepee burning. Now when we get to this spot where the teepee was burning, there was no teepee poles. There was no teepee. There was no fire. There was, the grass was still, you know, perfectly fine. Right. There was no signs of a fire. And so they started getting really creeped out. We started getting really creeped out. So it's like, okay, well, let's just get the hell out of here. And this is where it really starts getting kind of weird. Um, we started driving up the entrance that, you know, me and Tina drove out. And when we pull up to that exit right on the border of where the the road comes in, there was something in the middle of the road. Now, what it reminded me of uh, when we were talking about it Blair after Witch. this was the Blair Witch. Right. Because we just saw these four um, sticks crossing, almost like making a small teepee the way it looked. Oh, interesting. They were both crossed like this and tied at the top. Wow. And a, a string hanging down with something hanging on the end. Medicine. And that's what one of the people that was with us said that it looked like. She said it looks like a medicine bag. And when um, one of the people that was with us saw that, she really freaked out, you know. Like, I think she was more like a traditional, you know. Like, I mean, growing up, we, we weren't really traditional. But, uh, you know, a lot of our friends and stuff were. And she did, she said, you can't go this way. You know, you can't go out this way. So it's like, all right, well, we'll pick another exit. You know, there's like 50 to pick from. Right. So we, you know, back out and we go to the next one, which is literally right next to it. And there's another one there. Wow. Every single exit we went to, there was this little stand on the ground, wooden stand with something hanging on it. And it looked like a medicine bag. And, um, one of them I remember, uh, was re- really stuck out, you know, because the way it was made, you know, it wasn't right. used, it wasn't like twine or anything used to hold this bag. It looked like, uh, somebody tore off the zipper of their jacket and used that to tie it up. Oh, interesting. You can see the ridges on it and everything. Right. And like, you know, the, like the, that part of your jacket, that's what it looked like. And, um, you know, we, we went to all these exits and, and there, she was freaking out by that point, you know, like we were trapped and that's kind of what it felt like, you know, like she didn't want to, you like, you can't go out this way. You can't go out that way. You know, like something bad will happen. And I was already thinking something bad's already happening, you know? <laughs> right. So, you know, we finally make our way back to the first spot that we tried to exit and there was nothing there. And we drove out and we started driving by all the exits on the outside and there was nothing on any of them. There was nothing there. And as fast as we were driving, you'd have to be pretty quick to go there and pick all those things up. If you were somebody trying to mess with someone, you know, if somebody was trying to play around with us, yeah. Somebody trying to play around with you, you, you'd have to be moving pretty quick. I mean, we were hauling ass in a Camaro, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, yeah, that was just probably one of the weirdest things that ever happened to us. Wow. So, like, how do you explain that, you know? Like, how do you explain that whole night? 
we even went there the next day and stood in the spot where we saw this teepee burning and there was no sign of any kind of fire. Wow. And this thing was full blazing. And usually off season, the fairgrounds are pretty green. They're pretty green and they're just empty. And it's next to a river. Nobody, nobody there, you know, like right. once in a while you'll see somebody driving through, but that's it, you know, and it's not very often, you know, like not many people go there know um during the off season sometimes you like you catch people like parked somewhere you know partying or whatever right but not usually you know so it's always pretty empty and yeah that's just i don't like trying to explain like like i would like to hear somebody explain what this was you know like do you think that those medicine bags were there before you entered the we just didn't see them right you just didn't see them that is that thought crossed my mind, you know, right. like, uh, that was, I mean, we talked about that for a while and after a while we just kind of quit talking about it, you know, it was just and this pretending is, like it didn't happen. This is the thing we hit a, we hit a wall on, especially with native, native American lore. Yeah. Is that there are things that people don't understand. Yeah. Especially it's when it's a different world, you know, it, that, like you're trying to explain that. Right. It's different. Like, you know, there's things that they keep secret, especially, you know, um, in Native American culture, there's things that they don't talk about. Right. There's um, like what happens inside of a sweat. Yeah. What happens inside of a, you know, all these different things or a Sundance. Um, yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, we heard a story. Um, this is no uh, worth noticing, and it's kind of creepy that the deer woman is now hanging sideways on the wall. Did you knock that over? I didn't touch that. That's creepy. At all. <laughs> that was straight. <laughs> Yeah, we had yeah, I was just looking at that earlier because I thought, what if we, you know, hung it up behind this? And I thought, nah, that just, yeah. just leave it. And we're pretty OCD, so it's like things don't hang sideways like that. Yeah, but now weird, a dear woman talking about Native American lore is hanging a painting, yeah. a painting sideways. And I was just about to mention him, yeah, which is kind of weird to me too. Is <clears throat> the artist of I don't know if he wants to mention his name, but um. He had a story about being inside of a sweat. Mm. And inside of the sweat, this medicine man brings in, I, I believe this is how he mentioned it, was a medicine man or someone brought in uh, stick figures almost. They were wrapped in some sort of uh, wrapping. They were sticks. Mm -hmm. And he said they put them down on the fire inside of the, the sweat or the, the rocks. And as they were doing peyote or, or praying or something, that these stick men were getting up and they were wow. and they were dancing That's and they're probably just a little yeah. bit a little bit bigger than his hands and as they were playing music and things like that they were dancing inside of the sweat that's insane man and this is an artist that creates some of the most profound images we can yeah. even he doesn't stick to well he he sticks to uh native american art pieces but in these past couple of years, we've been asking him to paint some pretty dark figures. Yeah. Like he, he made some amazing artwork. Right. And he's been excited about it because he wants to dive into that realm like, of kind getting, of go into that dark side right, and see the, what he comes up with. The darker side and of man. He pulled out some amazing artwork. Yeah. He wants to know. get in the darker side of the native American history. Yeah. And things that we're trying to pull so that's, out. That's the thing. Like, you know, like, um, there's, you know, dark sides and light sides to everything, you know, every right. culture, like, um, you know, I, talk to a lot of people especially about this kind of stuff right and uh you know i talk to people i even um mentioned you know q 
getting into that kind of stuff, like the dark side of it, you know? Right. Like, why would you, you know, why would you want to do that? You know? Um, you know, I never really, you know, try to judge people, you know, I just conversate with them and see what they have to say. You know, like I've talked to people that, you know, um, talk about doing what they call, you know, medicine, you know, right. and, uh, there's good medicine, bad medicine. Um, you know, there's, I always thought there was like maybe one or two like medicine men in a tribe. Right. There's a lot. And here. this is the yeah. funny thing because our family is not into medicine. Yeah. They're actually, we're not traditional. Right. They're the cons They're They see it as like a con side of medicine. There's a pro and a con. Mm-hmm. They're taking the con side. Yeah. Because it has bad energy, bad repercussions. Yeah. And our family, if you know our story is they come from a line of preachers and yeah. things of that nature. So it was, it was like a bad, a bad thing to get in that realm. Yeah. But the funny thing is on our dad's side, there is a lineage yeah. of, medicine women yeah There's, which is uncommon right which, know, is which uncommon. was uncommon back in the day and this is um my dad actually has this artifact what we call it an artifact now that's what i would call it now yeah and this is something that he i think talked about getting rid of before yeah but it's a a dresser i hated moving that thing man right <laughs> i think it was like a thousand pounds and this thing is like copper or it's metal or something it's it's straight there's nothing there's no wood inside of it it's just a straight metal dresser yeah and this dresser was said to be a medicine woman's yeah and the story about her was now we got to ask my dad again but uh the thing about her was the peculiar thing about her was that she had medicine yeah and it's uncommon in the crow tribe. It's uncommon in any tribe. The thing about her was um, she had a lot of husbands. Right. Now, even when she was really old, like, I mean old. Right. You know, like, say she, like she was like 75 years old. Right. Her husbands were like 21, 22. Right. And they saw her as beautiful. They saw her as the most beautiful person in the world because that was one of her like the medicines that she had right. was like almost like a love spell. Right. And you wouldn't believe this unless you saw it. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that like, it's like uh, talking to people that aren't around that or never grew up around it. It's hard to explain it. Right. And it's sometimes it's hard to believe. Right. Unless yeah. you've seen her, unless you've seen yeah her marriage yeah. marriages. Yeah. And <clears throat> the thing about her was, when she died, there was uh, medicine that she brought out yeah. that she said she'd want, she never used before. She wanted to be buried with her. Right. And it was. Right. Even the medicine that was basically shielding the eyes of those that are young against yeah. her. Is she was sought to be or portrayed to be, through her medicine, a beautiful young woman. Yeah. But she was using that out of all the medicine she had. <laughs> to get husbands yeah and, and that was one of the ones she was yeah, buried there was with. a lot of like stuff that she had that she had buried with her because she didn't want anybody to get a hold of it right so and she actually ended up getting buried with it so like when i think about this story i think about if somebody was practicing dark stuff right and you know just practicing it or just trying to you know mess with people right and we just happen to be the people going through there that night and let's preface that area there was a place called the round hole in that area and i believe it was still there when the story was happening 
It was. And this round hall is where they had a lot of their hand games. Yeah, hand games. And there's another story we got to get into sometime. Yeah. um, Of what was happening in the hand games. But um, different tribes, I believe, have their different different take on it. But I believe they follow the same line. And that stuff is, like, uh, not something to play with. Right. Um, When that building got uh, got torn down. Right. The workers. They found a bunch of medicine bags. Tied in the building. Tied in the building, hidden in there. And somebody that wasn't around this kind of stuff, uh, didn't know anything about it, uh, was a construction worker. Right. He picked up one of these medicine bags. And it was a big one. Right. And he was untying it. And somebody was trying to stop him as he was opening it. Right. And, um, you know, telling him, you know, don't open that, leave that alone as he was opening it. And when he opened this bag up, the side of his face literally fell. Like a stroke. And he ended up having a really, really bad stroke. Right. And, yeah, that put him in the hospital for I don't know how long. And this is documented. Yeah, this is documented. 